and welcome to the Taste Uber Music Podcast. I'm Diana Lynn. After a 40-year career in corporate America, I took a huge U-turn and became a volunteer DJ on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Since 2010, I've been the host, programmer, and engineer of a weekly Americana Roots music show, The Tasty Brew. With this podcast, I'll be sharing conversations with artists and music industry insiders with the goal of entertaining and educating the listening audience, all while giving a voice to the music makers that are underserved or ignored by mainstream media. Sheltering in place during the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020 has made it necessary to utilize other resources to bring you content for this podcast. The following is the audio from a magical night in the studios of KKFI, when I brought together two completely different artists who just happened to share the name Kelly Hunt. Before this evening in March 2018, these women had never met. After this radio appearance, they've become friends in music and in life. Another unexpected byproduct of that evening, Al Berman, Piano Kelly's husband and manager, is currently acting as Banjo Kelly's manager as well. I thought it could be a special evening of music and conversation. I was right. Please enjoy this special edition of the Tasty Brew Music Podcast. this evening by two of my favorite people on the planet and I'm so so happy that the stars have aligned and we've been able to get this I have uh, Kelly Hunt Queen of the 88s and Kelly Hunt Banjo Kelly live in the studio and we're going to get started right with the music with uh, a song from each one of them and then we'll we'll have a chat play some music Uh, this is Kelly Hunt this is a song that I co-wrote with Karen Miriam Goldberg that's being considered for the next recording that I'm doing I tried to fix the world, but it fell right through my hand. Tried to juggle every detail, every minute, every day, yeah. But it was so exhausting, I couldn't catch my breath. When I finally stopped trying, the world kept spinning anyway. Cause it's not mine, it's not mine. Let it go, let it go. It's not mine, it's not mine. Let it go. I love will tumble and fall down to their knees. I will want to run and save them and take away their pain. Oh, but they have their own forest to wander. 
her in the dark They will have to find their own way Through the storms and the rain Cause it's not mine It's not mine Let it go, let it go It's not mine, it's not mine Let it go So I'll take the next breath in To remember when I did it on my own And someone loved me enough To let me find just what was mine All along And I could be strong Cause it's not mine It's not mine Let it go, let it go It's not mine It's not mine Let it go Let it go, let it go It's not mine, it's not mine Let it go It's not mine. That's it. It's lovely. Kind of great in the headphones. That was Kelly Hunt. And now for something completely different. <laughs> this is Kelly Hunt. Yeah. This is, I'll go ahead and play one that's going to be off the upcoming album. Um, hopefully going to be out by the spring. So we're knee deep in it right now. It's called One Fine Day. And trying to keep it pent up anymore I'm plumb wore out From the effort it takes to get through to you You weigh a doubt Trapped like a shroud around your heart You've been burned A love gone wrong made its mark on you So you learn to play your cards A little closer to your chest And love's a fearful word when you treat it like an all-or-nothing bet but Love's not a game, it's a gift you gotta give Expecting nothing in return You should know I'm gonna love you till the cows come home Oh, you should know You can't tell me away Oh, it's like they say A man could wish his whole life away Well, one fine day one fine day you're gonna see the light The night we met Back when I had nothing to prove to you We talked for hours on end And ended up feeling right at home Now you'd like to forget Whatever we felt back then was true 
Cause you're hell-bent on being sad and alone You should know Gonna love you till the cows come home Oh, you should know Can't tell me where, hey-ho It's like they say Where there's a will, there's a way And one fine day One fine day you're gonna see the light Crooked row we hope but it'll yield in due time. You should know. Gonna love it till the cows come home. Oh, you should know. You can't tell me why. It's like they say. Love always seems to find a way. One fine day. One fine day you're gonna see the light. We're back in the studio with Kelly, with an E, K-E-L-L-E-Y, Wade Hunt from Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, they are both very active in the local Kansas City music community. And uh, Kelly has been touring and teaching and performing uh, all throughout the country. I don't think uh, Kelly, Banjo Kelly's quite there yet, but uh, we're going to have a musical conversation. Um, Kelly Hunt. Queen yes. of the 88s? With the EY? That <laughs> with Kelly the EY? The e, that's me? I don't know. I don't want to just call you piano, Kelly. That's just... That's okay. But for tonight, that's probably great because people are listening and not watching us. So I'll be piano, Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Piano, <laughs> Kelly. Yes. <laughs> that's me. Uh, let's talk a little about about your musical DNA. I, okay. I talked to a lady at the open house this Saturday that we had celebrating our 30th anniversary. 30 years. That was from Emporia, and she said she took piano lessons from Mary Burke Norton. Yeah, that's amazing. There are a lot of people out there that have. And I think a lot of people might think Mary Burke Norton is a fictional character. No, no, she was she was very much alive and very real. And for those that don't know, she was a piano teacher for me for two and a half years because I started playing when I was three, but by the time I was ten, my folks talked me into taking piano lessons. And she... she uh, she was amazing, changed my life. And as, if we're talking about musical influences, I mean, she was an influence for me to go ahead and pursue playing by ear and learning how to read music and getting into, you know, two-fisted boogie-woogie playing and also learning to play some classically as well. But I think the biggest influence on me musically um, was my uh, parents' record collection because they listened to uh, jazz Blues, R&B, New Orleans, um, some country, and what now? What we would now call Americana. And I was so interested in um, writing my own songs. Um, I started doing that. I started playing piano around age three, but I started really writing my own songs in maybe five or six in kindergarten because songwriting was where it was at for me. So I was listening to everything from Ray Charles to Big Joe Turner to. Mahalia Jackson um, to Professor Longhair. So that's really, I was so interested in the song. And when you say you were playing the piano at three, were mm-hmm. you playing a proper sized piano or mm-hmm. did you have 
a toy piano that your parents? No, I'm trying to envision a three-year-old <laughs> sitting at a piano. Well, it's, it's here's a what happened. Daunting instrument for anyone. Here's what happened. Um, my parents, uh, many years ago, when they were young, married, had these little, uh, you know, three young children, soon to be four, and a friend of theirs refurbished uh, upright pianos, player pianos, and there was one that was kind of beyond the pale, where the player. Uh, apparatus didn't work so he rolled it into my parents garage my dad painted it antique white mm-hmm. and the the keys were so worn out those he painted those turquoise blue but what they didn't realize at the time and of course i didn't know was i would I, I couldn't see very well for several years and nobody knew that but i knew that if i reached my hands up and felt these keys on this big thing it made sound and for me it, I was mesmerized and I had to go to it. So finally, eventually they moved it into the house. I sat up on a bench and because I couldn't see clearly, which no one knew, um, I found my way to uh, making sounds that I wanted to make. You know, I was listening to what was on the radio, to my parents' records, to my mother sing, and I go pick it out. And that's, that's how I started playing by ear. That's 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 amazing. Um, so let's fast forward a little bit to mm-hmm. your teenage years when right. you're in high school. Uh-huh. Were you part of a, a rock band or 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 did you play in church or what was the first kind of experience playing in public? Well, I sang in public before I played in public. I, I sang in a children's choir in church, and then junior high and high school, I sang in all the uh, groups there and did like theater and sang in those groups. But when I was 16, a couple of uh, a friend of my older brothers uh, asked me if I wanted to come play in their band. They were all older than me. And he had just listened to me play piano. I used to sneak into the auditorium over the noon hour and play the grand piano there. We didn't have a grand piano at home. And so um, he came and talked to my folks, and they said I could do it a weekend or two a month as long as, you know, they knew where it was, mm-hmm. and they picked me up and brought me home. So, yeah, I started playing in a band when I was 16. Um, Banjo Kelly, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's talk about your musical, DNA. Did you come from a musical family, and and why the banjo and not the piano? Well, actually, I started out on piano. <laughs> I mean, I do I do come from a very musical family. My mom, um, my dad played saxophone. My mom trained to be an opera singer. She went to UMKC and graduated vocal performance. So she was really into classical music, and um, we all sang in choir and took piano lessons and that's kind of how I started out learning the basics of theory and kind of my introduction to to music. So you can read music. Um sort of kind not of? not well. I can read it like in a choral sense like reading sheet music to sing notes, but I couldn't sit down at a piano and look at sheet music. That's always something I've wanted to be able to do. But no, I don't read music like that. No, I was always very by ear for me mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And the banjo. Why the banjo? Ah, uh, that is kind of a mystery to me too. I mean, I had a, I have an uncle who plays bluegrass banjo, and I remember being really like mesmerized by that. But I don't play bluegrass banjo. I just the voice of that instrument was so distinctive. It kind of just charmed me, I think. And I just got it in my head. I wanted to learn a banjo, so I, I got my first banjo, a five string, when I was in college. It was a birthday present from my parents, and just kind of taught myself and developed a style and then found the tenor banjo when I moved here to Kansas City a couple of years ago and that kind of So I me. see some similarities there where you where you are essentially self taught and started at a very young age and were surrounded by music. Mm-hmm. So it was 
uh, part of the everyday fabric mm-hmm. of, of your life as it, as it were. Uh, well, let's get back to some music, Miss, Miss Kelly, Miss Piano mm-hmm. Kelly. Yes. <laughs> All righty. What, what would you like to play next? Um, well, I'm going to do, um, a song called Bright Lights, also being considered for the next record. And this song I co-wrote with Karen Miriam Goldberg and Al Berman. And I've been doing this in live in concert for quite a while now. So here we go. See the future coming with its bright lights on. And I don't know how I see it, but I do. It's just around the bend from where we've always been. It is righteous, it is ready, it is true. Tear gas burns their eyes While memories of Birmingham ring true As children cross the border Clutching nothing but goodbyes It's as if we can't remember They're the same as me and you, but I can see the future coming with its bright lights on. I don't know how I see it, but I do. It's just around the bend from where we've always been. It is righteous, it is ready, it is true. The future isn't found, just casting blame and shouting names. We must keep on moving forward, things cannot remain the same. Cast off the bonds of hatred, we will fly. wind is at our back. We must stand when we are called with our bright lights on. Despite the hue and cry of sirens in the streets, despite With the light still in their eyes They see us all as equals They are angels in disguise With their bright lights on I don't know how I see it But I do Just around the bend from where we've always been. 
beautiful song to be listening to in the environment that we find ourselves in right yeah. now. It's Thank a, you. you know, it's a very hopeful, poignant yeah. song. Yeah, we got to shine our lights now more than ever. Well, you know, and that's the advantage that you have as a songwriter. You can internalize what's going on externally right. and create something like that that helps those of us who cannot do that, you know, to 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 uh, identify and, and resonate. Um, do you consider yourself a songwriter first and a yeah. singer performer second? Um, yeah, I consider myself a songwriter first, a piano player, and then a singer performer. I'm I'm happy that I'm able to sing the songs that I write. It just kind of worked out that way, you know, a long time ago. But yeah, I I love all three, but um, songwriting is just awfully near and dear to my heart. When you were first starting out in the business and performing, I can imagine that you you didn't fit the mold. I still don't. And you still don't, which is what I love about you. <laughs> Kelly, Banjo Kelly knows what I'm talking about. We, yeah. We, but, that, you know, you're right. I, I didn't. So the, they did not, do they not know what to do with you? So you just had to be strong enough to forge your own path and stay on it? no matter what? Well, I think there was a combination of things. I think there's a thread uh, going back to when my first solo project was released that Mike Finnegan produced in 1994. There was an element of the music then that still exists now for me. There's a thread of blues, a thread of soul, R&B, almost storytelling Americana. But So the blues community embraced me right off the bat. And that's the first time I saw you was at the Kansas City Blues and Jazz Fest, which has got to be, you know, over... 20 years ago yeah, because, now. Yeah, when that record came out, it would have been 94, 95. And when you listen to the songs on that record, uh-huh. they are timeless. I mean, it, it could be oh, a song thanks. that's issued today that's in the R&B and blues vein. And that's just my opinion. But from someone who's been around for a long time and listened to thousands of albums and gone to thousands of shows, I could pick up the 1994 Kelly right. and plop you down in 2018 <laughs> and there wouldn't be any Well, you know, I think a lot difference. of that writing, too, at that time was so influenced by the Kansas City sound. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I grew mm-hmm. up in. And so uh, it, that is timeless stuff. And fortunately for me, it was well received. And we all know what happened from there. Yeah, I think that if I had to, for me, describe what your music has become for me as a listener and a fan, it's it's spiritual for me. Wow. Now, so um, the soul got to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Diana. Well, you're welcome, and it it comes from my heart. Uh, Banjo Kelly, mm, um, do you consider yourself first and foremost a Songwriter, singer, performer, where would you, I would say, how would you enumerate that? Mm, I spend a lot of energy songwriting and I'm pretty much, that's in the back of my head all the time. So I think that's very much a part of me. I've been singing longer than I've been writing songs, but I started writing little ditties when I was a kid. And so that's very much part of me too. But I think songwriting first and then, um, I'm more comfortable with that. And then the singing, even though I grew up singing and doing theater and stuff, um, it's taken me a while to get comfortable 
performing my own things um, in front of people. And that's something I'm still working on. But um, and then banjo, I would say that would be the last thing. Um, and then I'm really have the most room for improvement on at this point would be the instrumental stuff. Well, I can remember when I first had you on a couple of years ago, um, you were somewhat tentative. And <laughs> I mean, your voice was there, but right. it was the, the volume or the projection mm-hmm. wasn't quite there yet. And, and where you were then and where you are now for like when you uh, performed on our stage at the KKFI stage at Folk Alliance. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Eons between point A and, and B. And uh, so songwriter first. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Well, it's what will stand you in good stead, I think, mm. for a long time. Let's hear another original or whatever right. you want to play. Yeah. But. This is what I'm not sure what I'll do with yet. I think I actually started this one when I was still living in Memphis a few years back and finished it when I moved here. It's called Remember When. your hair they thought they had defrocked you they stood by and mocked you but couldn't take your strength away and you brought those broad pillars down well remember when stone in hand they led you to the battlefield without a sword without a shield and you laid that mighty army low with your slingshot and your stone Follow my voice all the way back home and now. Follow my voice. 
of immigrants from Ireland <laughs> came here during the potato famine. Mm. Um, is is that what that song? Is that the time period for that song? Oh, that because sounds... it's a, it's another timeless feeling that I get listening to it. But when you're listening mm. to the words, it's a history lesson, right? It's a bunch of stories that aren't aren't mine, and that's that's something that as a songwriter, like, and I think every songwriter feels this. You write about things that are very personal to you and your own experiences, but then there's so many good stories out there. Yeah. yeah that are just waiting to be turned into songs. Exactly. So those are all stories that, you know, we know, but, um, they, they resonate differently when you put them to music. There's something, a different communication of it. I'll ask you both this question and piano, Kelly, I'll start with you. Okay. Um, when you're writing songs now, is there a thought, is your first thought, how commercial is this going to be or how am I going to sell this or how is this going to be received or the song is just written and let the cards fall where they may? For me, I never think those things. What I'm doing is just, I'm just there to write. And that's all I'm thinking about. So the song, I, I want to bring as much creativity to the process as I can. And it's almost as if everything else is, is drops away. So whatever serves the song best, that's what I'm there to do. And that's it. That's all. Well, I think that the community that we have in Kansas City right now is very seems to be very supportive of the singer-songwriter mm. right now. I mean, I've lived here my entire adult life, mm. and I don't remember that being the case. I mean, I've, I was into rock and blues, you know, as a younger person, but I've been into the singer-songwriter Americana roots vein now for about 20, 25 years, and it just seems to me there's more support for it now than ever before in terms of the number of venues that there are to play in Kansas City. The songwriting circle that I went to last night that had Sarah Morgan and Jenna Ray, Jesse Harris, and Amanda Fish was amazing, and it had amazing support, and, and the room was uh, full. So I think that, um, you know, back in the 60s when I was uh, first really paying attention to music and there was so much turmoil politically going on in the world, um, the music was how we dealt mm-hmm. with that, and, and uh, there were a lot of great protest songs, but also a lot of songs about, you know, the, the changing of the guard and sexual mores and all that kind of stuff. So we're... Mm-hmm. It just seems to me that songwriting, of course, is always going to be relevant. But I'm so happy that there seems to be a pretty good audience for it so that you could maybe choose not to tour so much, you know? Um, Well, you know, I'm not. I I think one of the things about Kansas City that I've seen in other parts of the country, and you may have seen this, too. You probably have seen this, too. There there really is a need, always has been a need for, uh, you know, music to celebrate with, to have fun with, to mourn with, to to, uh, make political statements with. But I think the, the... climate, the creative climate that we live in right now, that it runs parallel to for all of our lives to what's happening in our country, uh, people are I think maybe even, I don't know if this is true or not, I found this even when I'm solo touring I always do a, a solo tour up down the East Coast every year and or with my band, people are hungry for, uh, to be able to step away from everyday life and, and just have fun or to be contemplative and listen to like the song that uh, Kelly uh, Banjo Kelly just played <laughs> I mean there's something beautiful ba- about that and timeless that draws us in so I really appreciate uh, the Kansas City community. I think that's happening all over our country right now. Do you tour as much as you, as you used to, or are you staying closer to home these days? Or no. Well, I toured as 
I tour differently than I used to. I tour both with my band. That was band. probably the better question. Thank my, you. Uh, well, my, it's different, though. My band is based out of Chicago, and so I'm not out on a tour bus as often as I was before or doing as many weeks in a row now because I also tour as an, a solo songwriting artist as well. Mm-hmm. And while I'm out, and both when I'm out and when I'm at home, um, I also lead like group singing workshops. I'm really interested in, in reaching out to community, um, and so... I'm I'm still as busy, if not busier, than I was, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Just using utilizing your time differently. Banjo Kelly, mm-hmm. do you have any plans to tour, or are you kind of okay with staying in Kansas City and oh, I'm not venturing? Restless and would love to hit the road. <laughs> I'm I'm really just kind of as my mom said to me this week. Got to get that confounded album done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's really where I am. You um, got to have the merch. So yeah, that you, you can gotta, sell you it to get really, gasoline to get to the next exactly. Spot. And if you can't leave your music with people, then your footprint, you know, it's like in the sand. It's just wiped away. It, there's so much energy, I think, already that I'm realizing that goes into touring, booking a tour, and the actually get, getting all the pieces to fit together to get out to one side of the country and have, you know, all these stops along the way and have a, a trajectory that makes sense. It takes a lot of energy. So having the right resources in place, and that's really what I'm working on, and I'm, I'm so close. So once the album's done, then, um, you know, I've got the website built and all the other things kind of infrastructure putting it in place to be able to do some touring for sure this year well we'll be mm-hmm. happy to see that and happy to support you mm-hmm. uh, when you decide to do that um piano kelly i have a question for you okay one of the very first songs that spoke to me that you did was stronger wings ah. my dad had just passed away when when yeah. I heard that song. Okay. And so you were at the Eureka Springs, so the Blues Eureka Festival. Springs Blues yeah. Festival. Right. And playing in a hotel ballroom and with the band, yeah. With the band. And you started playing that song mm-hmm. and I just lost it. Oh. I had to leave the room. I didn't make it through the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was able to get it. Uh, so I would like to either play it from sure. the CD or you play it live, whichever you prefer. I don't even know whether it's part of your lexicon right now, you know. To you know, I there was a, a long period of time that that came out on the Inspiration CD in 2000 that I did play that in, in a lot of the concerts that we did. And I haven't played that live for a long time. Um, so, you know, if you'd like to hear it in a, probably a better form that I could do for you live, you might want to play the CD. But that, that song came about from inspiration from uh, real circumstances. And I think that I've uh, one of the things I know is the power of the song to touch people really uh, it's an amazing thing and it's not really about us personally as artists it's about what we put out into the world and for that song to uh, touch you in any way I'm very grateful for that well I'd like to play it for our listening audience right now and give you guys a break maybe get a drink of water tune up or whatever uh, and we'll be back but we're going to listen to Stronger Wings by Kelly Hunt from her inspiration CD that was recorded live at the old Grand Emporium that is right across the street from where we're sitting right now. This is uh, Kelly Hunt.
Diana Lynn. My name is Diana Lynn. There's not another Diane as far as I know, but there's two Kelly Hunts in the studio with me right now. And I have the Queen of the 88s with me, and I have the banjo slinger, Banjo Kelly, in the studio. And right before we went to the break, uh, Banjo Kelly was talking about how she, she wants to get out there on the road, but she needs merch. And so she's been in the studio putting down some tunes. Um, how... Uh, many songs are going to be on this effort, do you know? Or uh, There's going to be 13. Oh, my goodness. So we're talking about a full-length album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, all originals? Some yep, all originals. Oh, my goodness. Well, we're going to hear one of those originals right now uh, that she's got in the can, as it were, that she sent me the, uh, the recording for. So uh, what can you, I'm going to play um, Nothing on My Mind. Sounds so what can, you, what can you tell me about that song? Well, um Actually, I don't believe there's nothing on your mind. I think there's something always on your mind. I actually wrote that song on a rainy Tuesday morning after I had gone to Rural Grit at the Brick the night before. And another local musician, David Renier, he had had been duos and trios. They throw everybody's name in a hat Mm -hmm. and you pair up. And he asked me, well, want to do that song, Abilene? And we sang that song and it was so beautiful. It's the first time I'd ever sung it. And then when I woke up, I kind of had those notes and chords and things floating around in my head. And I sat down at my kitchen counter and wrote that song. All right, this. This is Nothing on My Mind by Banjo Kelly Hunt. Some 
sit here in the pouring rain. Hot alone, just waiting on the train with nothing. Nothing on my mind. Oh, I got nothing. Nothing on my mind. Well, if that's what that sounds like, I can't wait to hear the other 12 songs. <laughs> Does this uh, work of art have a name? Nothing on my mind. Nothing. Oh, that's the title that's track. The title. Well, oh, oh, the album itself is yeah. called Even the Sparrow. Even. Even the Even Sparrow. The sparrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I get that. You're going to have to explain that to me. <laughs> I don't know that I can. Oh, okay. Well, we don't want to give any, way, any trade secrets right. or anything. Right. Even the Sparrow. Thir- you knew it had to be about a bird. I mean, yes. right, so much about yes. birds. And did you record that locally here in Kansas City? Mm-hmm. Yep, the whole thing is recorded here in Kansas City. And your players were all local? And um, then- my good friend, Stash Haney, he plays fiddle with me and drums and piano. I mean, he's an incredible multi-instrumentalist he's all over the album um and then yeah an assortment of other local um musicians uh krista victor on bass tyler giles on guitar and pedal steel um, bruders havla and chris bruders uh, they sing on on uh, glory land and yeah i've got a lot of great people on there well we can't wait to hear the the whole thing well good on you you just have to let us know when it's finished <laughs> piano kelly yeah what's what's next for you are you in the recording studio what's i am in the uh, and where do you record? Do you record here locally, or do you go to Chicago or Nashville? Or um, well, most of the la- uh, of all the six CDs that have been done, uh, four of those were done in Nashville. One was a live CD done at the Grand Emporium and Liberty Hall Theater in Lawrence, and one was done in Los Angeles. So we're still we're in the process, Diana, of um, conceptualizing the the CD. We're also culling through, and I'm and I'm still doing some writing for it. So um, in general, as far as a release date, we know that. It's going to be sometime in 2018. Sometime in 2018. And some, yeah. And I'm actually really excited about this because this is the most delicious part of the process. When you're conceptualizing, you're conceiving, you're, it's almost like putting together a puzzle. You're seeing what what's going to drop in next, what's going to work. And I've done this enough times to trust the process. And um, I'm very excited about it. I knew when I met Banjo Kelly two years ago that I wanted to make this happen somehow, some way. And if that I wasn't going to be able to do it on the radio, I wanted it to happen somewhere out in the club. Uh, so that'll be next. We'll figure that out uh, next. But I knew that I wanted to get uh, Kelly Hunt from Lawrence, Kansas, and Kelly Hunt from Memphis, Tennessee, now of Kansas City, together, um, just so that you would know for sure these are two separate people, people. <laughs> and uh, they uh, have it's caused a lot of consternation and confusion. Uh, and they could not be more different, but they could also not be more alike in, in a lot of their sense. So before we go into another song live Mm -hmm. from Kelly, if you could each tell maybe one story where you were mixed up with the other Kelly Hunt. Probably helps. There's a million to choose from (laughs) for me. I have people show up a lot to shows for you okay and then they oh, are no. so nice and they say and they always stick around and they always come up and talk to me afterwards so this tells me a lot about you oh, because yeah. the people who love you are so wonderful and i've only heard really glowing things about her so i'm not surprised that i love her too oh. um but yeah it happens it happens a lot the first time i actually i remember the first time i heard of you was when i was still living in memphis and had no notion of doing music professionally yeah. but you played at memphis in May 
May. Sure, yeah. We, the Blues Fest, and, and I saw Kelly Hunt on the bill, and I was like, oh, there's a Kelly Hunt musician out there. How cool is that? And then I moved here, and I realized she is here. This is where she is. And uh, so, yeah, that was years and years ago that yeah. I actually, you know, discovered you and had no idea we would be in the same studio yeah. <laughs> years later. I pretty much love that. I think I think I first heard of, of you, Kelly, uh, probably through Diana or maybe through her show. And then I started seeing some things. I started, um, I think maybe you messaged me or somebody said, mm-hmm. I went to the show thinking I was going to see you, but it was a different Kelly Hunt. And I went, oh, there, no. <laughs> and then when I looked you, then I looked you up and I went, oh, this is cool because we're so different, but we have it's it's like a parallel interesting process mm. we're songwriters we're instrumentalists mm. we're singers we're out there performing and so i looked up every you know everything i could find online and i thought this is really cool and um i you know i love what you do so when diana came uh, to us with this idea i went yes when <laughs> let's do it so what your listeners may not realize is the other kelly and i have never met in person mm-hmm. until right now till tonight and you'd think it's that they thought yeah it's, yeah and, and i we've talked online we've talked on obviously we prepare for the show, but um, yeah, I've, I feel like I've known you. Forever. I know, yeah. really, we've I interacted. For and a since while. I knew both of you, I knew that. It, I mean, I really <laughs> did know that this was going to be just fine. <laughs> Yeah, actually. Um, Do you hate that? Queen no, you know, I'm so grateful to have any song of mine out in the world. That means uh, that has opened doors for me all over uh, all over the world and has also been something that people have taken to their hearts and they want to hear. Are you kidding? It's wonderful. I actually just just put uh, that song back into my performing catalog. So my touring band had never played it. Um, I mean, the song came out in 2000. People so the, love that song. And I'm so grateful for that. It. No, absolutely. I, there, there's there's nothing about that that's negative for okay. me. So. Having said all that, we're not going to play that next No, I'm not. Yeah, the song is nine and a half minutes long. <laughs> so I won't be doing that. No, I'm going to be doing a song called Stand on the Side of Love. When the world's gone crazy, we have a choice. We can be silent. We can lift up our voice We can lay down our weapons Oh, raise up our eyes And let the power of love, love, love Materialize what we're going to do about it brother needs a helping hand and our sister is working hard but getting paid less than a man when health cares humanity becomes political insanity and they're just ginning up fear to sell more guns Candidate tries 
trade on hate And an election is based on lies and deception And what is money when it's money, money, money That always matters most And then some fool tries messing with our right to vote What we gonna do about it? that at knuckleheads one that i mean the place was packed and the rocking mm. and even though people hadn't heard that song before that's a new song they yeah. were it was anthemic and everybody stood up stood up on the side of love man it was it was <laughs> come on now i was dancing and doing facebook live all at the same time Uh-oh. oh my gosh uh multitasking 13 songs mm-hmm. new album um if people want to access all things banjo kelly mm-hmm. You're doing it yourself as far as social media and online yes. presence. Yes, um, for the time being. I've, I do have, I just uploaded a bunch of stuff to my website today, so I haven't really publicly launched it, but I guess now I have. It's kellyhuntmusic.com, <laughs> so feel free to go there. There's some videos up there and a few, a sneak peek from the album and information about me. Um, also, I am on Instagrams. That's my social media of choice. I love Instagram. Kelly Hunt Music and Kelly Hunt Music also on Facebook, so you can find my And page. that's Kelly with no E. K-E-L-L-Y-H-U-N-T. Um, you just recently attended the Folk Alliance that was here in Kansas City. I also just recently recovered from the Folk Alliance. Yeah, I think yesterday or the day before was my first night of more than six hours of sleep, five or six hours of sleep. It gets you really jazzed up, and then it takes days to decompress. Yeah, and so many people got sick with the flu afterwards. Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful that didn't happen. Um, So was it your first Folk Alliance, or you've been before? What was your... 
big takeaway from mm. that as an artist? I went to the first year I moved here, I went to Folk Alliance. I was still so new to even just performing my music. It was a whirlwind and I just went into it kind of expecting to be swept up in it and I didn't really have a game plan. So this year I feel like is the first time I really took advantage of all the resources available to me and went to seminars and panels and had a schedule of who I wanted to see and everything. So yeah, it was and you had an official performance during Folk Fest. Yes, that was how was incredible. that? That was a full house. Yeah, like that was standing room amazing. only. And yeah. the funny thing is, I wasn't even nervous because it didn't feel real. It was just so surreal that it was I was kind like of like an out of body experience. It was, and I had my family there and um, just a quiet room of like so many people. It was amazing for singer songwriters that might just be getting started in Kansas City that haven't attended Folk Alliance before or thought maybe, oh, I can't afford to do that, mm. or I really don't see how that would favor me. Or help me. What what would you say to someone who was on the fence about going in future years or getting mm. involved in the the regional, the farm, the Folk Alliance yes. region? Midwest? I actually haven't done the regional ones, and that's on my agenda for this year is to do some of the regional things. But it is expensive. But when you think about, I think it's really about going in with a mindset of what do I want to get out of this, and you have to be organized with it, or else things will just pass you by that you really need. So going in with questions and like an understanding of what in this moment in time. Do do I really need to learn or uh, and there are so many resources there. So the classes, for example, like there were all things I've been thinking about, about marketing and merchandising and branding and like the future of the record label and all these things I wonder about. And here is this concentration of experts in the field. I think that it can be overwhelming no matter what perspective that you're coming yes, from it for it. I mean, even as a DJ, it, it was there were lots of panels. Mm-hmm. There were lo- There's lots always of information. More than you so I think that if you can approach an event like that, with just one goal in mm-hmm. mind and, and try to try to stick to it. My goal was to open my ears and have my antenna up more about international music because mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. If Unless it's the UK, Canada, or Australia, I don't know anything about you, the Ukraine or Sweden or African folk music mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's all represented there. Right. So I wanted to kind of go to school um, and, and learn or at least go to some of those showcases mm-hmm. and, and hear some of that music. And I did, and it was yeah, I, I loved so it. So I'm and... trying to figure out how I'm going to incorporate that or roll that out as part you know, a part and parcel of my own show that I do on Tuesday mornings. Um, let's hear another original or cover, All whatever right. you want to do, live yeah. in the studio. This is uh, Banjo Kelly, Kelly Hunt from here in Kansas City. All right, do a lullaby. All right, it's called Desperado Lullaby. It's a pretty new one. Desperado man of mine, I'm singing just for you. Desperado lullaby, soft and lonesome tune. I learned it from the cold night sky, from the mouth of that sad moon. And I've been on her darker side since I said goodbye to you. Desperado dreams of a love that could be. If you could 
could only see what I see in you. You say you're too selfish, you're too sad, too stubborn and too mean. And you don't know the first thing about loving a woman like me. You wonder what I see in you. You think I am naive, but darling, I'm no stranger to desperado dreams. Desperado dreams of a love that could be if you. Could only see what I see in you. I'm not chasing fairy tales or dreams that can't come true. I don't waste my coins on wishing wells or beg the stars for you. But I do hope and I do pray, and I can't tell but think that somewhere down the road someday you'll want a woman like me. Desperado dreams of a love that could be if you. Could only see what I see in you. Desperado dreams of love that could be. If you could only see what I see in you. Oh, if you could only. Desperado Lullaby by Kelly Hunt. Banjo Kelly Hunt. Mm. My social media is like blowing up right now. I don't know about yours, but um, Havila Bruders uh, was was relaying to me the story the first time she saw you come in to play Here's to the Roots. Mm. And that somebody said in the audience that night, you can't be Kelly Hunt. There's already a Kelly (laughs) Hunt. And you can't be her. (laughs) Well, do I need to show my birth certificate? No, actually. And do I need to change my name? No, you do not. There is more than enough room in uh, Kansas City for two Kelly Hens. I'm just trying to illustrate that these are two completely different individuals. I know at Folk Alliance, a woman came up to you while you were standing with your father, and I was standing right there. And she said, oh, honey, I went to high school with your husband, Al. Yeah, and and I was like, well, I bet the other Kelly Hunt knows Al. And she says, well, it's her husband. I hope she does. She didn't know Al. Wow, how funny. And I thought, Gosh. well, she said, and so then when we straightened her yeah. out, she said, well, I've never seen never seen me. Piano Kelly. I've okay. listened to her uh, music for years, but I've never been to a live performance. I didn't know what she looked just like. It demonstrates the power of a coincidence. Like people just, I know. it's so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's really actually been kind of fun for me because I've been around this. I mean, I've, I was born in Kansas City mm-hmm. and I've lived in this area, all, you know, in Lawrence and mm-hmm. grew up in Port. 
for you this all my life, but I travel all the time. So I'm not always here very often. So when I caught wind of another Kelly, um, it's actually been really kind of fun for me. So what's great is, and I think this is important, that we do spell our first names differently. I have an EY and you don't. When you said Kelly Hunt Music, on Facebook, our, our, I'm under Kelly Hunt Music, but it's EY. For, for my business page, not my personal page. And uh, same thing with Twitter. It's Kelly Hunt Music. But that's the cool thing. It's just one little E. Think about, I mean, Kelly, K-E-L-O-Y, that's the Irish spelling. Mm-hmm. And the tenor banjo is an Irish instrument. Just think well, of that. And then you But see, I'm half Irish, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My mother's maiden name was Timmons. Oh, no. Well, I just think that, oh, well, anyway, back oh, to the no. news. I don't have any problem differentiating you two because yeah. I listen. <laughs> Yes, and there you go. completely uh, different uh, styles of music. Uh, but I want to talk about collaboration for just a second. Even though you are solo artists or might consider yourself solo artists, Kelly, you've always collaborated with different instrumentalists and mm-hmm. producers and a poet. Right. And, and now teaching and you are now performing. Is it Stosh or Stas? Stash. Stash. Mm-hmm. Um, could you each talk about collaboration? Do you like it? Is it really, really important? Does it feel forced to you? or do you, you think? What do you think, oh. Banjo Kelly? <laughs> well, I started off solo, um, you know, and my first, my kind of foray into the music scene here was solo for several months. And I actually met Stosh at an open mic at the Westport Saloon. And he just jumped up on one of my songs. And it was just kind of like we spoke the same language. And then we, we started playing together. And it changed really a lot of things because I started writing music that I could, you know, that I couldn't perform on my own. That, there's a Did it take some of the pressure off of you it also to physically... Does. Yeah. Produce so much yes. energy yes. that there's somebody else was there to have your back, as it were. So that's that's very true. And I had started out my first like musical residency here in Kansas City was at the Westport Saloon. Which I'm very grateful to them and to Travis and Matt and all those folks because they really gave me like an opportunity to kind of have a regular thing that I could be writing for. And that really motivated me. And it motivated me to write different kinds of things that would carry, you know, in spaces. And that was listening back to like the very first few like recordings of that is painful for me because it was a two-hour gig in a bar solo and I wasn't really prepared for that and having another person there just on stage with you who it does take a lot of the pressure off you share that energy of being in that space and just performing for people it's palpable well piano Kelly you've always been the band leader right. even when you when you had a band but you are performing solo mm-hmm. now and even play the guitar sometimes yeah and I, I started playing guitar in junior high so I also write with guitar and when I'm out performing both solo and with the band I, I play and recorded guitar on the beautiful bones a couple songs on that so as far as collaboration goes I mean as artists um, or as creatives, we all start by ourselves. We all it, it all starts with what we do on our own. But I think I was fortunate in that it was modeled in front of me growing up. My parents always had jam sessions with their friends who were musicians. My mom sang. My dad played upright bass. There, the collaborative spirit was very much a part of what I grew up in. My my sisters both play guitar and sing, and my brother used to be in a band, and everybody was supportive of what we did. So I think collaboration has been a very big part of my performing life. But as far as writing, it took 
many years before I was willing or felt strong enough, and I felt a little vulnerable at first about co-writing. Now, it's been many years mm-hmm. since then at that time. It was That's actually, yeah, and you know, it was actually Al who, who talked, he talked with me almost for seven years straight, and we finally, uh, he arranged a co-writing um, session in Nashville with Michael Perrier, who at the time was the head of head of one of the songwriting divisions at BMG, and I thought, oh my God, this is who I'm going to go co-write with? And it turned out, Michael helped me because, yes, he's a world-class writer, but he isn't about performing. He's only about the song. And he came, we went to the writing room at, at BMG and for a couple hours, and we just got right to it. And I learned at that moment, co-writing can be a really wonderful, uplifting thing and make you grow as a writer and write things you wouldn't otherwise write. Mm-hmm. As long as it's just about the song, there's no ego involved. I've written with many writers, and I have a core group of writers that are my favorites. And uh, there's a couple of writers that are wonderful that we just didn't quite gel. And we knew it, no no foul, no harm, and and, and we moved on. But I'm not I, trying to force something that wasn't no, there because no. the product wasn't going to be ripped. Well, it's it's all about, it's only about the song. So I think, you know, and tonight it's really interesting for me too because, I mean, it's fun and we joke about it and stuff, you know, Kelly Hunt, meeting Kelly Hunt. But the truth is we're collaborating. We're going to be, I'm going to be playing on a song of hers before this hour is done. She's going to be playing on a song of mine. And this collaboration is just as important as any other. So um, I, I think it's a very, it's it's a metaphor for for life so you got to be strong within yourself know what it is you're here to do and yet be willing to learn from and and be cooperative with others of, of like uh, a parallel paths creative speaking of collaboration do you think it would be appropriate for us to then segue into that song where, sure, you, yeah. where you do it together oh yeah you know let's do you want, want to do that since we spent <laughs> the last 10 minutes talking about collaboration like, yeah, well, maybe, we should, oh. maybe we should do that now. well let's do that um this is a song from my uh, CD, The Beautiful Bones, called Let It Rain, and Kelly's going to join me on this. And you know, it's just perfect because one of the things I love about uh, what Kelly does with the banjo is she's a wonderful accompanist, and the banjo is really another voice. And so I've asked her if she would play on this with me and sing some harmonies on this with me. So thanks, Kelly. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> Here we go. This is Let It Rain. Pass it on 
tonight have never even met each other and they get together in the studio and do this i swear to god i think my head's gonna explode i'm doing a happy dance, happy dance. this oh is more fun than people should be allowed to have uh, my name is diana lynn i think still uh, i think i know who i am judging from my social media there's lots of people that are enjoying this collaboration a lot and wondering when are we going to get these two on stage together we'll just have to work on that but kelly hunt piano kelly from lawrence kansas and banjo kelly from uh, kansas city have joined me here in the studio for the last hour and a half i can't mm, believe we're almost time done it really does uh, go quickly i've also just been asked to uh be part of a special event for the um students uh, the parents and the community of Parkland, Florida. That's coming what? up May, May 20th. And there is a, a private event that's going to take place at a, a large uh, Marriott hotel there. There are grief counselors and people, speakers from all over United States specialists. The hair in. is standing up on my arms yeah. right now. Yeah, and, my, and my husband Al Berman, uh, he's uh, he's done all, all my management and booking for many, many years. We're, co-part, we're co-producers and co-creators of our business. Um, he got a call. Uh, he, he was contacted on Sunday and some of my music, unbeknownst to me, has been used um, throughout the country uh, for grief, specifically for grief counseling. And they have asked me if I would come and sing to these folks in person. And so, of course, I agreed and jumped on it. So my heart is really full, and uh, I'm going to get good and grounded before I go. Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry uh, that the circumstances surrounding that are but you know, unnecessary. It's always a good but, time. Yeah. It's always a good time to show up with uh, to shine your light. And I feel like music, and I think Kelly would agree. Music affords 
affords us, uh, it opens a door for us that might not otherwise be open. And it's about the music. It's not about anything other than that. So I've got a Folly show coming up. I'm singing with the Kansas City Women's Chorus in March, at, uh, also at the Folly. I'm getting ready to record. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in your spare time, you're teaching. And you're doing I'm lessons, doing, right? I'm doing some vocal coaching when I can. I'm also doing some group singing workshops. Now, I do they come to you or do you do that on Skype or Google Hangout or um, well, we, you, How can uh, you be all these places? <laughs> <laughs> the workshops happen. I've, so far, I've done them in Kansas City. I've done them in Lawrence. Uh, I've done them all over the country. So, yeah, I do have some Skype uh, folks that I work with vocally, but usually it's in person. Um, and that has to be worked around my tour and recording schedule. But it's a joy. I mean, music for me is an absolute joy. I have a huge, um, a, a huge appreciation. And I think my word for all of it really is gratitude. Mm-hmm. So even being here tonight, isn't this fun? So much Here fun. we are at KKFI. Thank you, Diana Lynn. Yeah, thank you. For, you're welcome. This is your brainchild and yeah. making it happen. And Every once in a while. Out of it and- <laughs> Yes, Every ma'am. once in a while, I have an idea. Well, I think that um, I'm just so proud of the music scene here in Kansas City, and I'm um, so honored to just be a part of it. I used to feel up until about a year or two ago that I was just kind of a poser, really, and not, you know what I mean? I just, since I'm not a musician myself, and I You're don't very much feel like I was contributing, I, I kind of was able to finally connect those dots at a Verlin Thompson house concert. Yes. When another patron told me, look, the artist, this is the Holy Trinity that we're talking about here. The artist uh, gets the inspiration to create the art, whether it's a song, uh, a work of art, sculpture, poem, whatever. They they get the inspiration for the work of art. It's up to them whether they choose to distribute it or put it out there in the ether for other people to enjoy. But if they do, and it's it's how they're going to make their living, the patron has to be there to receive it. Absolutely. And, and You're part of the collaborative it. process, a very important part of well, it. Well, I finally exactly. kind of got that. But for yeah. years and years, I didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. And so I was so thankful thankful to this gentleman for articulating it in that way so that I could feel that it is important what we do and it's kind of a necessary part of the of the machinery and well you get it, the word out you actually play the music you tell people about people here who's it. coming and this happens all over the world and without without the Diana Lentz in the world our music wouldn't get out to people very true. even if we're lucky enough to have something going to mainstream there's people doing that too mm-hmm. you know and so hot diggity dog hot diggity dog well I'm having fun and for whatever time I've got left on the planet this is what I'm going to be uh, doing <laughs> You know, even though it's volunteer, I just, I just am so happy uh, to do it. And the Kansas City music community has uh, has been very great, uh, graceful to me and very me um, accepting. I, I can't, I don't know what I did with the first 59 years of my life <laughs> before I got into radio. You know, when I did, but I'm so thankful that you all came in tonight to do this, and I hope that it's just indicative of some things that that can come. You were talking about voice lessons. I went, do you take voice? lessons or do you have a coach or a, what do you do to keep your voice? I had a, I had a vocal coach. Um, vocal coach. Yeah, I no, I, I actually sang um, high soprano and opera when I went to KU and I had a great vocal coach there. I had a really wonderful music teacher in high school that worked with me vocally and so... Because your octave range I don't know whether you still, I mean the early recordings, right. within one song you would go from down here <laughs> to I don't know how many octaves. Well here's uh, here's what here's what I found seemingly is every Every decade, decade that I've been singing, my voice has expanded, my range has expanded. So, um, yeah, I work as a vocal coach, and I love to do that. I mean, I was both classically trained, and I have a, a body of experience that can help real-world singers get out and 
and hang on to their voice so they can do it for, you know, have longevity and have an actual career. Because it's not easy. The truth is it can be brutal to do lots and lots of shows in a row if you don't have the right monitors, you don't have whatever that takes. And for people to even learn the logistics and mechanics of the voice, it's something that I'm that I'm really passionate about. And group singing workshops, there are people out there that have been dying to sing for a long time until they couldn't sing, they didn't have a voice, and none of those things are true. I love to sing, but I just don't have well the nerve. I, and that's why I do it in a group setting. That's yeah. why I have people come in. We all sing together. But yeah, so I, I do that. That is a, a, a part of what, what I do out in the world. Have you taken vocal coaching? You know, I, I should talk to you about that. <laughs> Well, I think you're doing I, pretty well. I, I We're networking, right? Now. You know, singing and doing choir stuff, and that was kind of my background. And my mom, um, you know, she's the one who really and she me. was classically trained. Correct. Yes, and but yeah, I feel like I have learned also by doing the wrong things too, and you feel it. You do, and you feel do. It. I mean, that's I think a singer's greatest fear is you want to be able to do this your whole life, right? And so using your instrument wisely, yeah, and like you said, longevity. I, it's very important. <laughs> And playing in loud places too, you know. Right. Um, At least you don't that. have to contend generally with smoke anymore. You know, yeah, for back years and years true. back in the day when you yeah. had to deal with smoke. Oh, I think uh, what I'm going to do is I've got the even the sparrow yeah. recording here. Yes, give give you a Featuring break to get stash. a yeah, get a Stashini. drink of water or whatever Great. and. Uh, tune up. We're, we're gonna. Um, I'm gonna find out who's been calling for the last 15 <laughs> minutes nonstop. And then I'm understand that I'm we live on the air. I cannot stop you. to take a phone call. So uh, this is uh, even the sparrow from Kelly Hunt.
It's been a lovely evening with Kelly Hunt and Kelly Hunt, Piano Kelly and Banjo Kelly. We've had a great time. Um, I want to play one more song from CD from Kelly Hunt, and then we're going to go out of here with a song together, uh, them playing on one of uh, Banjo Kelly's song. But uh, Heartland was a single that you released not too awfully long ago, um, and I just love it, and I play it on my show all the time. Um, Thank you. Tell, tell me a little bit about that, that song and who's playing on that with you. Well, that song was recorded uh, in Nashville, and it's just... Just me on piano and vocal, Sam Bush on mandolin, and Byron House on this beautiful upright uh, bass. And we were all there together, um, and it was a it, we recorded in the evening at uh, the rendering plant in one of my favorite studios. And it was a uh, it's a song that's a love letter uh, to my home and really a metaphor for anybody's home. How did you? How does one get Sam Bush to play on there? Well, did you just <laughs> ask him, or did you know him? Um, well, because he does I, come pl- and play. He's getting ready to play mm-hmm. here within the next thirty days, I think. Well, uh, Sam Bush is friends with uh, mutual friends of ours and we were uh, we've been we have lots of friends and we've recorded several times in Nashville and so Al and I who co-produced the record had uh, had him in mind and so um, a friend of ours just got in touch with him and we'd cross paths on the road. We've, we've, you know, we've been on different festivals together and, uh, not performing together, but we would cross paths and he, he agreed to come in and we knew that we wanted the acoustic basis. So Byron was available. Oh my gosh, what a world class player. They came in and then this is the result. This is Heartland, a single that was uh, released by Kelly Hunt.
song uh, Heartland by Kelly Hunt, Piano Kelly Hunt. Uh-huh. And now we're going to uh, end the portion of the program with the two Kelly Hunts with another collaboration between these two lovely ladies that have never met each other before this evening. Uh, they're going to go out of here with the song of Banjo Kelly's. And uh, what, can you tell us about this song? And in, in my sleep one night and I just woke up and it was in my mind and it was one of the first gospel tunes I wrote. It's called Glory Land. It'll be the last track on the album. And I'm really excited excited to have Kelly Hunt, you know Kelly Hunt, playing with me on this. This is pretty great, so. I was feeling low, overcome with woe. I was deep down, kind of darkness that was stirring up my soul. I said, brother, won't you lend me a hand? Cause I know you better when I come on. I'm just a broken man trying to make it to the other side. Bye. Stay. 